Welcome, welcome, it's set time again, time for Kings of the Heart. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, your local, worldwide LMFT, licensed marriage and family therapist, joined by my brother, licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. John Hart. Dr. John, what's going on, my man? Yo, yo, how you doing, brother? It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. What's going on with you? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. You know, I really can't complain, you know, just excited for another topic. For the people, man. How you doing? How you living, fam? I'm doing good, man. You know, these 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 clients of ours, man, they're working us. They're working us hard. A lot going on with them, man. A lot. How, how your clients been recently, man? What, what are some of the, the, the common theme issues you've been seeing with them? Man, one of them uh, a lot for couples has been how do I show assertiveness without offending my partner, without creating harm? Um, people really trying to figure out, oh, also, what's conceptually the difference between aggression and assertive and assertiveness? Right. Right. Being I should say being aggressive versus being assertive. Right. That's some of the stuff I've been I've been, I've been thinking. And I'm thinking maybe we can jump into that. Oh, we uh, have to. Uh, I'm seeing the same thing. I'm seeing the exact same thing. It's amazing. And we'll talk about this more, too, as we get further into the topic. But it's amazing how many people think they're assertive when they are actually being very aggressive in their conversation. Correct. You know, so we need to get into that. So let's go ahead and break it down. Let's, let's get into the definitions because there are, when you talk about assertiveness, you can't talk about being assertive without being passive, without being aggressive, and without being passive aggressive. All of these things are, are, you know, lined up together when it comes to the way that we communicate. And like we said, our thing is we want to make sure we teach you the proper way to become more assertive and less of everything else. So let's just go through. Let's just go through what the definitions are. When you think about someone, particularly these clients that we're seeing, who have a, a very passive way of communicating, what are you seeing? What are some details? What, what do you think the definition of being a passive communicator is? Um, being being a passive communicator is to me, it, it's just not. Well, it looks it looks in different kind of ways, right? So being passive is. You're saying things, but you're spinning it or twisting it in a way that does not convey the full strength of your actual desired message. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I, I want to start there. Right. The other way that people can be passive is you can omit information while expressing things to your partner. But for some reason, thinking or expecting. Right. Brother Rico always mm-hmm. talks about expectation, but expecting them to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. That's another form of. Uh, or, or conceptually defining, conceptually defining um, passive uh, communication, passive aggressive communication. And then the other third thing that really comes to mind is also any, any remnants or um, the extent fear is playing a role in you sharing what you need to share. Mm-hmm. So those are my three kind of breakdown criteria when helping folks to understand and define passive aggressive or passive communication. Yeah, when I think of passive communication, I think about those people who just do not openly share what they're thinking, you know, and how they're feeling. 
they're kind of hiding those feelings. And it's often, you know, you, they don't feel safe in doing it or maybe they're socially awkward or socially anxious and just don't have the tools on how to share them properly. Um, you see oftentimes where people who are very passive is because they're not trusting that they'll be able to communicate their thoughts and opinions and feelings accurately. And so, you know, that's again, right. You know, kind of lining up with, with, with what you're saying is just not, you're not sharing, you're not open about it. And it's not that you're necessarily hiding it intentionally. You're just not confident oftentimes confident enough to be able to express yourself so that others are going to be able to respond to you or giving people the opportunity to respond to you. You know, it's often, you know, I, I see it all the time. There's a lot of fear in those people who are passive communicators. They're afraid to communicate their thoughts because they don't feel safe. They don't know how their partner or um, their friends or their bosses will respond to what they have to say. So oftentimes yeah. it's in the way that they express themselves and they're fearful that they can't express it properly, but they're also fearful that people will not receive it in a, a fruitful way Yeah, that's yep. going to help identify and um, help them respond to their needs that they're expressing. That's what yeah. I think about when it's being when it comes to being passive in communication. Yeah. yeah. You know? And do you think and do you think, Brother Rick, do you think that there are um is there a developmental trajectory as to one becoming passive aggressive in communication? Or do you think it's just this oh, yeah. in the in the moment kind of reactive kind of way of communicating? No, I think it's definitely something that, you know, it's it's developed along the you know, your development as you're developing, as you're growing. You know, this is something that happens, you know, from watching your parents interact, um, whether or not your parents listen to you as a child, if you felt like it was safe for you to be able to communicate with your parents what was going on um, in the classroom. You know, if you felt um, scared to be able to speak up in the classroom with your teacher or with other people um, watching on. And, and like I said, that social anxiety can play a major role in developing a, a passive style of communication. So, yeah, it's definitely is yeah. definitely developmental you know i don't see too many people well no let me say this there are situations where you may have been a little bit more assertive in particular relationships but because of the person you're with now is much more aggressive and maybe not as willing to to listen and compromise and negotiate with you you may have developed more of a passive style in order to keep the peace and i've heard that one before for sure you know i'm just trying to keep the peace so i don't say anything you know, so I think sometimes it may be a developmental issue. Sometimes it may just be who you're with and how you don't feel safe to be able to communicate with you. What about you? Yes. What do you think? No, that's a great point. I think you're pretty spot on. Um, I, I think there are um, other other kind of conditions that kind of fuel that. I like the social anxiety. I have a few clients that are battling that and mm -hmm. that compromises their ability to feel um confident i like the word that you use to feel confident to fully express themselves mm -hmm. in very stressful moments right? right the social anxiety just really kind of paralyzes them right. but you're also right i think um when you're talking about who you're with i i, I always and 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 you brought this up as well we always talk about like emotional safety right you know people the, the reason why we keep stressing um emotional safety here is a topic today folks where we here's an implication of that like are you safe enough to openly express and in a way that's very transparent mm -hmm. that's very genuine to how you truly feel without having to skirt around it without having to feel um bad things are going to happen and 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 but those those dynamics are created within a relationship oh yeah oh yeah yeah 
you know, and when you think about the passive communicator, what are some of those common traits that you see? You know, I'm thinking when I when I think about someone who is passive, oftentimes they are again, they're lacking confidence. And so many times they'll be very apologetic when someone's speaking to them and they won't assert their own thoughts and their own um, feelings. You know, so yeah. what what are some of the qualities of a passive person that you're seeing that are that are pretty like obvious? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wanted to name it like I did earlier. And, and part of it is just fear. Like there's this mm. conditioning. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll go that way. Clinically, there's this conditioning about if I fully express myself, bad things happen. Mm hmm. As simple as that mm -hmm. for, for for some of us, it could be our family of origin. You try to speak up as a kid or as a child um, and mom and dad really shut you down mm -hmm. or your parents or your siblings. Right. Or you've been in relationships prior to the one that you're in right now. And 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 it just was a really bad uh, consequence from that. Mm -hmm. And conditioning is so powerful where in order to protect one's ego and psyche, we say, OK, let me find other ways and strategies um, of doing that. And so I bring up fear in that, like when you're in a relationship, if you're getting the sense that your partner, or if you're getting the sense from yourself that I'm, 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 I'm fearful to say X, Y, and Z, I think it's imperative for yourself and also your partner to call it out and really assess, well, what's, what's making it hard for you? What's getting in the way right now? Right. Right. Sometimes, uh, and, 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 and in the same vein, um, I, I think passive aggressiveness, we got to be careful in relationships, Brother Reek, and I'll be interested in hearing well, what you're careful. saying. Remember, uh, we're just talking about passive right now. We're going to get to passive aggressive. Okay. That's a whole other style. So yeah, just with yeah, the passive, yeah. With, this, with the passive. Yeah, yeah right. passive. Yeah, with the passive stuff. Um, appreciate it, brother. The, the other thing to, to kind of look at is feelings of guilt, right? Mm -hmm. So you saying X, Y, and Z is going to make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like I feel bad for saying that. So next time I won't say that. Right. 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 So those are the two things when I think about passive communication that I've seen really trip up my clients is I'm fearful to say something and previous experiences of when I have said something, I felt bad because of the, ex the reaction. Right. Right. Or even feeling like you're always right. And I'm always wrong. You know, again, yeah. playing into the whole lack of confidence thing where, you know, you're, Okay, you're right. You know, and and I'm I'm wrong. And again, that's usually in the face yeah. of someone who is much more yep. aggressive. Yep. And so you're you're constantly yep. kind of bowing to them. And so what you'll see, you know, and, and think about this as a communicator. When you are watching someone who is usually passive, what are they doing? They're gonna be fidgety. They're looking down. They can't make eye contact. Yep. Um, you know, their their body posture. You know, is just kind of kind of broken down. Again, it's that lack of confidence that's, that's kind of um, coming through. And so as someone yep. who is yep. a, a good communicator, someone who's assertive, you're going to observe that. Again, this kind of gets into the whole emotional intelligence thing, being able to observe people and recognize what they may be feeling. Because if you see someone who's, you know, posture and, and their, you know, their, their posture is bad and they're not making eye contact, you can get a feeling of what's going on with them and kind of regulate how you need to interact with them. So to either allow them the space to open up more, to encourage them to open up more, or to even kind of pitch them some feelings they may be experiencing that they're not communicating with you. Yeah, you I know? agree. So that's what I you agree, want to kind yeah. of keep, keep your eyes on. Yeah. What about the aggressive communicator? 
what do you what do you think you know how do you see the aggressive communicator how do you define what it means to be an aggressive communicator i think one thing that comes to mind immediately is these are people who have confused and conflated having passion with being aggressive <laughs> right i just want to start there that's like, a good, that's I, a good place it, to start I, I i see it all the time in session where um i'm really trying to um, slow down the process for the couple. I'm really trying to um, lower reactivity. And um, one of the sentiments that's always shared by usually one partner is, well, I'm such a passionate person. And I, and I always have to like help educate them and, and reorient <laughs> them around, well, passion is good. Right. Aggressiveness isn't. Right. And we need to be clear about the particular behaviors associated with it. Yeah. But more, but more importantly, and, 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 and I'm not being rude, but I always say it's not enough for you to deem your energy around communication as what it is. It's mm. more important for you to get feedback from your partner. Mm. So if your partner is not taking it as passion, then you really have to check yourself and say, then I'm coming off in a very harmful way, which which the other part would be being aggressive. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I wanted to put that out there because I know personally and professionally a lot of folks who really conflate having passion when I'm talking with right. being aggressive or being direct. They'll say they're direct. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I'm just, I just speak very directly. You yeah. know, I'm not aggressive. Yeah. It's just very direct. They they get mad, at, especially being a New Yorker. Oh, you guys yeah. are just very you know very aggressive. How you speak? No, I'm just direct. You know, right. there, there's a difference between being direct and aggressive, right? Or right. passionate and aggressive. Yeah, um, I also think that these are, you know, aggressive communication um, involves people um, also themselves, at least that I found, also themselves being very sensitive about communication, which is very odd and, and funny to me. Like, How do you these mean? are people, well, these, these to your point, I'll use your, I'll use your, uh, what you just said. It's like the people who are like, oh, I just keep it real and I'm very direct also struggle with people keeping it real and people being direct <laughs> Yeah, with them. exactly. They do. Exactly. I'm true. sorry. Like, like, like these tend to be very super sensitive people themselves around communication. And that to me is a red flag. Right. It is. Yeah. So whenever I hear people belly aching about, oh, I keep it real, I keep it that that to me is a red flag. It's not even a yellow because I'm like, OK, <laughs> here's someone who is going to struggle with will allow me to express myself how I want to. Right. But I don't want you to give me that same right. energy. They, they can't they can't take the, they can't take people meeting their aggression with their own aggression. Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's what it is. Right. And, 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 and you using that word aggression, I appreciate you, you know, because that's where I was getting at. It's the reason why they don't like it is that they will reframe their aggressive energy as passion and directness, right. but then will perceive it coming to them as, well, you just being aggressive. Right. No. Exactly. No, no. They're meeting your aggression with aggression. You know, they're basically right. defending themselves against your aggression because typically when you are an aggressive communicator, you don't care about the other person you're talking to. You're basically at a very abusive place verbally, you know, when you are being an aggressive communicator. You're not taking into consideration someone else's feelings and how they may be receiving that, whatever message you're trying to, to share. So when you think about being aggressive, think about aggressive in a way that you're not really considering others. It's just, I, I want to get this off my chest. I have to say this. I have to say this. You know, I, I don't care how they take it. And I hear clients talk about that all the time where I just I just have to say it and they had they have to receive whatever way they're going to receive it. Well, that's telling me that you're going to take a very aggressive stance in your way that you communicate your message and not consider how the other person may receive it.
Correct. Or if they'll even be able to receive it because you are speaking so aggressively. And so it's a matter of kind of checking that. That's That's why we're bringing this up. If this is constantly happening, if someone's telling you that you're speaking too aggressively to them, then guess what? They're not receiving your message. And you wonder why they're not responding in a way or, or doing the things that you expect them to do because they can't receive it because of how hard you're, you're pressing them. That aggression can come off as very abusive to people. And a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that. They do not want to acknowledge that. They're, that's what I'm going to say. I'm just speaking passionately. Or I'm very direct. No, you're abusive in your communication. You're running over the person that you're communicating with. And that's not the point of communicating. The point of communicating is to convey a message. If you can't convey that message in a way that it can be well-received, guess, guess what? You're doing it wrong. So that aggression needs to be toned back. It needs to be toned back. And so when uh, you think then, about that's well said. Yep. when you think about aggressive communicators, what are some of the um, you know, traits that you see about ag- aggressive communicators? Low threshold. These are people mm. who get triggered very quickly. Right. Their, their reactivity. Uh, I'll say this. I, um, low threshold, so they get triggered pretty quickly, and also high reactivity. Yes, so it's a reactivity. When they, so when they get triggered, so they get triggered often because they have a low threshold. But when they get triggered, it's so high. It's so intense. Yeah. It's so off-putting. You know, that's why we tell people, look, you got to it's it's beyond anger, guys. Like we also want to say it's beyond anger. Like the aggressiveness is off putting. Mm-hmm. I've had to like really like share that with folks like aggressiveness is very off putting, meaning it doesn't bring you closer to people. It, it pushes you further away from people. And I think right. in the context of relationships, people don't get that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you need, you know, uh, Brother Reek or myself to come in and say, like, well, I think anyone would appreciate um, I think anyone would appreciate people being direct. Right. Right. I, right. I, yeah. I think people I think people would appreciate someone speaking very passionately. You do that. I do that as right. well. But when it starts to cross over a line where it's now off putting to me, yep. it's yep. turning me away. Folks, those are the indications of what aggressive communication is. Yeah. When you can see in the body of your partner or your friend or the or, or or you get the sense that they're turning away, you have to recalibrate. That's aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. if it keeps spiraling to you to use your term, it's abusive. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. You know, and, and think about when you are standing across from an aggressive speaker, you know, what do they look like? You know, and, and the first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, stereotypical 80s, you know, black woman that they used to, you know, always portray the, the aggressive black woman with her hands on her hips and, you know, shaking her finger and, you know, you know, uh, twisting her neck around and stuff like that. That those are um, symbols of aggressive um, of body language. Yeah. And so you see that happening. So that's why when you, you know, you're walking across the street, you may not hear what people are arguing about, but you see that body language, you know someone's speaking very, very aggressively. And more than likely, the other person's not receiving it well. That's why they look like they're cowering and they're, they, you know, they're not making eye contact. That's why they look much more passive. But you can see in people's body language, um, you know, they're, yeah, yeah. they're, you know, they're yeah. you know, focused very you know, directly into your eyes and their eyes are wide. They look almost crazy sometimes. Um, the, the tone of their vo- voice is angry. Yep. You know, it's not, it's, there's no empathy or, or compassion in their tone. It's very angry, you know, and that's what people, again, people are affected by the tone of what you're saying. You could be saying all the right things, but that tone is angry and aggressive. 
it's not going to be received well. You know, 100%. and the, even the expression 100%. is angry. That's that's not the way that you can be able to communicate effectively. Right. You know? And 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 some and 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 um as as we're moving this along, I think some really good indicators as Brother Rick was talking. So watch your hands. Um, if you're yeah. standing up, towering over someone while you're speaking. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're if you're oh another one that that gets it, and I even think about my experiences growing up as a kid. Um, there are people who are naturally loud, but though that's different than like yelling or yeah. raising your voice. Yeah. So watch your voice levels. Um, if you start like as your voice is raising, if you start cursing, right? Like th- yeah. there are very clear oh, indicators, yeah. guys, about aggressive behavior. Yeah. Um, if you the cursing are, act, not just cursing. Yeah. In right. general conversation, but actually cursing at someone. Yeah, yeah. it's getting aggressive. Yeah. It's it's and abusive. Yeah. It's actually not even aggressive once you start cursing at people. That's abusive. It's abusive, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, other 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 indicators. I want to give our listeners some like clear cut like indicators of like this aggressive communication, so that way they can ground themselves. Do, are, are there other ones? That's no, I think I think we kind of hit all of them. Hit on okay. most of them. You know that aggressive stance. You're standing over somebody. You're talking down to somebody. You're pointing fingers. You're wagging your finger. You're you're moving your neck. Moving around. your neck around. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're stepping towards somebody as opposed to standing still. Um, you know, again, you're you're you know you're you're taking an aggressive stance. Your um your tone is aggressive. You're looking at them very aggressively, very intently. Um, all those things, I think, you know, putting your shoulder back, like you know, you ready. <laughs> I think about when when men talk about their their sons growing up, and all of a sudden, you know, it's, they start putting their shoulders back. You know, they're teenagers and they want to be yep. respected as men, so they kind of approach you like that. But that's a, that's aggressive behavior, you know. And so, yeah, that can be reflected in your tone and in your speech and the way that people are going to be able to receive what you're saying. All yep. those things, you know. I think the one thing to keep in mind. As a, someone who is an aggressive communicator, you think you have the right to express your opinion the way that you wanted to express it without taking into consideration someone else's feelings and how they may receive it. That's aggression right there. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love I love that. Um, that other example, because that comes up in family therapy a lot, like okay. when fa- when fathers start to struggle with their son's position and their body language starts to change. Mm-hmm. Right. They mm-hmm. take it as disrespecting and aggressive. Right. Because why? That's even that you even see that in the animal it, kingdom. Yeah, you, you see do. That. You sure do. You, you, right. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that was a really great example. I yeah. appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Definitely. And then you have a hybrid, the passive aggressive. This one is hilarious to me because I have so many people who come to me who think they're being assertive, you know, or or passive. But it's like, nah, you're you're actually dipping that your your finger in that that that, that pool of being passive aggressive. What is passive aggressive? What does it mean to have a passive aggressive style of communication? Um, I think I think when I think about like passive aggressive communication, I think there is a disconnect around safety, right? That, that, that's why to me, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's kind of comical in a way because these are people who are fearful. So there's right. that passive part. So they're like, uh, I, I don't want to hurt feelings. I'll use that, which is a very generic example. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but I'm going to say it in a way that they, that they need to hear me. And it's like, right. But you're now perpetuating fear in someone else by right. being aggressive, right. right? So I always start from fear because, um, as I'm sure our, our listeners have, all, like, to me, fear is one of the most 
primal instinctual feelings it, mm-hmm. it it literally dictates the way that we go and i find passive aggressive people to always be operating around fear yet they would never know that until they're in therapy or someone points that out <laughs> right does that make sense right. yeah yeah 100%. So, so, you know so that's that's that that's my initial kind of conceptual idea around passive they operate around fear yeah i'll say that yeah yeah they do you know because that for that reason they're not going to be direct with you when they communicate, you know, passive aggressive people are just like passive people. They're not direct. They're indirect in their communication. The difference between being passive aggressive and being passive is that you are still going to express your feelings and your observations and your thoughts, but you're doing it in a very indirect way. You know, when I think of somebody who is passive aggressive, I think a good term to describe them are snarky. You know, they're, they're very sarcastic. You know, so they'll say things in a very sarcastic, maybe joking manner, you know, so that you're with the hopes that you receive it well, but it's kind of biting. It's still aggressive. You know, there's a way to be able to communicate your thoughts without injuring somebody else. And that's the thing that you're still doing as a passive aggressive speaker. You are being indirect in your communication, but you're still injuring the other person. You're still not taking into account someone else's feelings as you're communicating. That's what's happening when you're passive aggressive, you know? And so I think about the people who are, who speak in very sarcastic tones all the time. That is being passive aggressive. Yeah. That's not being assertive because you're not being direct. To be assertive, you're still being direct. But you, well, we're going to get into that in a second. But being a passive aggressive communicator, you are still using that fear or that anger to communicate your feelings, but in a way that's indirect, hoping that the person's going to be able to interpret what you're saying without you having to say it very directly. Yeah, that's a good point, and 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 that that is spot on conceptually because if you're you know, one thing for our folks who struggle with being passive aggressive, if you are intentionally or unintentionally creating more work for your partner to figure out what you're saying, <laughs> right. you are passive aggressive. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're not you're not actually saying what you need to say. And so right. now that it's on them to do yeah, the work the to figure it out. On them. Right. And that's frustrating. Oh, it's 100 percent. Right. Like so people who struggle with passive aggressiveness, like really need to understand how frustrating it is, even if it's in the form of constant and perpetual sarcasm. It's not right. cute. It's 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 because it's creating more work. It's mental anguish. Right. To keep saying, like, are you serious right now? Or like, what are you trying to say? Like that gets tiring yeah. pretty quickly after the first yeah. couple of times. Yeah, because your partner is always saying to you, would you just say what's on your mind? Just say what's on your mind. Just speak up. Say what's on your mind. Right. And be, because you're passive, because on the surface, you look passive. Again, you're going, your body language is going to speak like a passive person. You're not making a direct eye contact. You know, you kind of slouch over. Again, your confidence, your lack of confidence is showing through. But you're still saying something. You're just yeah. being very snarky in the way that you're saying it. You're saying it in, in very hushed tones in a way that, again, you're not being direct, and, but you're still trying to get your point across. But you're doing it, but you look passive you look you're very passive in your appearance yeah can i also highlight um you 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 brought up something and it triggered something in my mind oh you said sarcasm i also want to highlight another form that i've seen in in therapy but i've also seen this in in real life as well what's that um also know that passive aggressiveness can come in the form of like jokes yeah oh yeah and, and and i wanted to name that because i i've had couples who even dating back at our on our clinical training days, mm-hmm. I had like one couple 
they it was always hard for them to really express themselves so what they always kept doing was joking all the time but they were using the jokes to create subliminal messages about how they truly feel Mm -hmm. and i had to call that out and so look I, I'm not saying don't joke with your partner or joke with your loved ones, but if your jokes are have now turned into your form of communicating what you hope to express, mm-hmm. that's passive aggressive. Right. Is that fair to say, oh, brother? 100%. I see it all the time. With a dude, they'll say things with a big smile on their face, but what they're saying is still very biting. It, it, it cracks me up. I'm thinking like examples right now where someone will say something very, again, very snarky, very sarcastically, very jokingly, and then their partner will receive it a particular way and start saying, you know, well, that's not what I meant. Then they'll turn around and be like, oh, no, 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 no. That's the, great, that's the greatest part of a passive-aggressive person. You'll say something very snarky, but then you respond after you respond to your partner's response with, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. You know, so you're trying to, again, um, now I don't want to say justify, but kind of correct the, the, the perception of how you're saying things. That you don't want to come off again as direct. You don't want to come off as aggressive. But when people pick up on the sarcasm, kind of call you out on it, you're already backpedaling. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. No, that's that's what you meant. You just didn't want to say it directly. You didn't want to be responsible or take the responsibility for saying what you're thinking because you don't want to end up like the passive person, like Dr. John said earlier, where you feel guilty. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be associated with the guilt and the responsibility of saying how you feel. And so in order to get around that, you're going to say what you want to say in a very um, peculiar and, and joking fashion so that you don't. So what's being said and being felt, you don't have to be responsible for. Yeah. You know, and another yeah. way to look at that, too, is people who are very patronizing can mm-hmm. be, you know, can, you know, they're very patronizing what they're saying. That's another way of being very passive aggressive. Yeah. You know, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's that's really really important to to know. Um, and 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 I like this conversation because I think again we we not just in relationships, romantic relationships. I think we all have come across folks who display these kinds of tendencies, and yep. and and sometimes we don't have the actual language or or the kind of what are the appropriate ways to understand this mm-hmm. and also try to address this. Right. Um definitely important man yeah uh, you know this whole passive communication aggressive communication passive aggressive communication yeah right? yeah but the reason why we even bring these different communication styles up the passive the passive aggressive and the aggressive is so that we can talk about being assertive we want to draw the line of distinction between those three communication styles and what it means to be to be assertive in the way that you communicate so you know you, you brought up how you know, you're seeing this with a lot of your couples where people are not being assertive. So what does it really mean to be in a, a uh, an assertive? Why am I having so, such a hard time saying this? Being <laughs> an assertive communicator. What does it mean to be assertive in your communication style? I think ground. I think it's it's it, assertive communication is grounding yourself in what your message truly is. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes we don't feel. I think one of the reasons why we don't feel as confident is because we haven't really gotten our thoughts together. They're not as clear. Right. Right. It's one of the reasons I have seen in therapy where the dominant communicator tends to dominate is because like they're quick on their feet and right. they yeah. have already thought about this a million times. So right. they show up in the conversation as more dominant, as more confident. It, but in reality, um, I, I, I've, I've always had to better prepared. 
Thank you. That's yeah. what it is like. And so I think one of the ways to overcome being passive or aggressive is if you can ground yourself and be very clear about what's the overall message you want to say mm-hmm. from a, from a content standpoint, though, like we, we focus on process. But I have learned over the years that people getting their thoughts together and being clear does and does organically develop confidence for them yeah. to be able to speak about yeah, that without a doubt. right um that's one thing that comes to mind the other thing that comes to mind is your body language i mean body language is everything if you're passive people will display certain kind of uh body language shoulders and right you know, right no eye contact uh, right Aggressive people will display certain kinds of body language that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Passive aggressive people display, right? So your nonverbals speak more loudly than anything coming out of your mouth. So mm-hmm. if you can work on talk to a therapist or even practice in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. ways to communicate, so verbally talking, but also how are how's your posture and how's your how's your eye contact? Right. Look at your tone of your voice, right? Because it's not black and white. Like being assertive does not mean you need to yell. I think sometimes we get entrapped in relationships where um, the battle becomes like whoever yells the loudest is the more confident, is the more, you know, uh, right. communicator. The one who's, the one so, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's not about that. Yeah. It's really, really not about that. So there's parts about the nonverbal that's important. There's parts about tone that's really important. Right. Uh, and, and I want to be clear here. Those are things that all three categories struggle with, with being assertive. Mm-hmm. It, it's the nonverbal is what's getting them because remember the cues is what dictates the reactivity Mm -hmm. right because again it's very instinctual so if you're if you're a passive you're dealing with a in a a very assertive or an aggressive person they pick up on it pretty quickly and they pounce yeah Yeah. they pounce on it right yeah so 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 for the passive people we have to like empower them to really not just from a content standpoint but like show up differently how are you showing up in this? Yeah. Right. So those are just a few things that come to mind, Brother Rick. I mean, what 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 comes up for you? Well, I just want to tag on. I mean, I think you're spot on when you were talking about as a assertive person, you know how to express your thoughts and your feelings. You know, what's going on, what's on your mind, um, what you know, where you are emotionally, what your opinions are. You're able to express those things. The one thing that I would add to that is that that draws a, a very clear distinction between being assertive and being aggressive. You actually take time to demonstrate care for your listener. Great, great you're, point. You're not great running point. over them, you know. So, as somebody who is speaking to um, you, and I want you to understand how I feel about something, I'm not going to communicate in a way that I'm going to intentionally harm you or hurt you in what I'm saying. You know, I'm going to be very compassionate in my expression. I'm recognizing as I'm watching you. And I'm watching, again, those nonverbals. As I'm looking at you and seeing how you're responding to the words that are coming out of my mouth, I am going to take care in, to, in, in what I'm saying so that I'm not hurting you. I'm still going to get my point across. I'm still going to say what I think, how I feel, what I'm experiencing. Right. But I'm not going to communicate that in a way that's going to hurt you. Yeah. That's the thing about being assertive. You're ta- again, it's, you're speaking compassionately, but clearly and directly. That's, that's what a, that's, that's what the speaker is doing. That's a great point. I like that a lot. And to add to that, being assertive, also, uh, it's remember, it's not black and white. You can, as a human, you will have all kinds of emotions going on with you inside right. you when you're talking. Right. So don't let people trick you, whether you, especially for the, for our passive speakers and the passive aggressive speakers, because again, it's always operating from fear. Right. Don't don't allow people to make you feel bad about 
feeling whatever you're feeling. Being assertive allows you to actually communicate those feelings. But you want to do it in a way that, you know, to Brother Reek's point, you want to do it in a way that's not so off-putting. So Mm -hmm. here's what I mean by that. There's nothing wrong with feeling hurt. Mm -hmm. You can assertively express hurt. But if you do it in an aggressive way or if you do it in a passive-aggressive way or if you omit the fact that you are hurt, you end up doing more damage to yourself and the relationship. Right. Because, because, and that's the beauty about being assertive. It's not black and white. It's not like, well, I won't say anything, or if I do say something, I'm going to, like, go hard. No, you have to just do it in a way where you're clear. I always, I always drop some, like, there's something about C's, about communication I love. Like, I always say part of assertiveness is being clear, you got to be concise mm-hmm. because you can't ramble. Oh, like, no. I mean, no, you, know, you cannot. You will yeah, lose you, you, you can't ramble. Um, and you also have to be very confident, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so clear, mm-hmm. concise, and confident. And let me add on, oh. let me add on the back of that, compassionate. You have to be yes. compassionate, too. If you yeah. want another C, let's make it a four C's. Yeah, you the know, four C's, right? Compassion is important, too. Right, meaning when you are expressing yourself, you don't have to give into the fear because if you allow compassion to drive you, allows you to now communicate in ways to allow you to relate and connect yeah. with the person. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Brother Rick is stressing compassion. Compassion is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning you love this person so much, you care about them so much that you want to tell them the God honest truth about how you're feeling and what's going on, but you need to do it in a way that allows you to be heard and for them to receive the message. Right. Right. It's to build the relationship, not harm it. Right. You right. know what I mean? Even with a stranger. Even if it's a stranger, you want to take the time to demonstrate care in what you're saying. Because still, you're trying to convey a particular message. If the message is not going to be received because you're either speaking very non-directly, they're not going to hear you and understand what you're talking about, or you're speaking so aggressively that they're not receiving it well, then as an assertive speaker, you're taking the time to show somebody, look it, this isn't about hurting you. I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. So even yeah. thinking about when we do validation exercises with our with our clients, as the expressor, we're really teaching you how to be assertive. We want you to make sure that you're not, again, if you have something negative to tell your mate, well, there's a way to tell them something negative without being aggressive. Maybe you are letting them look at, I appreciate these things that you're doing over here. There's some other things I want to address with you. You know, that's being assertive. So you're still getting your point across without making the person feel like they're wrong, um, without making them feel like they're dumb, without making them feel something very, very negative, too. Because if they start feeling that negativity because of the way that you're saying something, guess what? That's going to block them from hearing what you have to say in the first place. So you want to make sure that you're taking the time to frame things in a way that still demonstrate care for whoever you're talking to, a child. Whoever, so that they can receive what you're saying. Because once you can step over that line to that area of aggression, they're going to get defensive and they're going to block what you're saying. Their ears are going to be blocked from what you have to say. You know, so as an an assertive speaker, you know, the, I mean, I look at you, you know, you are a very assertive speaker, very passionate Mm -hmm. speaker. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you sit down and talk to Dr. John, he's a very warm and opening person. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to close off and just, you know, throw daggers at you. Yeah, no. No, he's going to be open. You know, so even as a speaker, he's very open and warm. And you want to sit down and listen to him because right. he's not coming off aggressive. But he's, right. ne- I'll tell you this, Dr. John does not mince his words. He no. will definitely tell you what's on his mind. 
You know, yeah. so there's no question. He's not going to be passive about it. He's not going to be passive aggressive. And he's not going to be right. aggressive. He's very, you know, <laughs> he's very articulate. No, he's, he's, he's very <laughs> assertive in the way that he speaks so that you know exactly what's on his mind, but doesn't feel damaging. It doesn't feel heavy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And also, you you know, to even piggyback off of that and, and to even reflect for you, because I think we both display great um, abilities and assertiveness. It's one of the things I've always admired about Brother Reek is that when he speaks and when he talks, his 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 volume doesn't usually raise and but he's still being assertive he gets his point across right he's able to use um his 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 ability to be very clear about his message like the feedback he always gets whenever he gives talks is like wow like it was very clear what he said um i was able to take in everything and that really speaks about his confidence so the way he shows up to a talk the way he shows up on the radio the way he shows up on tv allows him to feel comfortable and confident to be assertive he doesn't have to feel fear no matter what where what form he's in and he's talking is because he knows he's not doing damage. He knows that he's going to lead with compassion, even when there's a very tough topic or a question that comes his way that that can be flustering. So, you know, it's not about us bragging, um, you know, about each other, you know, though we love to do that. uh, But it's it's all about like, well, we want our listeners to really understand the true difference between um, being assertive and being aggressive because it has so much implications for relationships. Right, right. So let's jump into these noble truths real quick. This went by so quickly. There's so much information here. We might have to come back to this. We might have to, we may, we might we may have to. We might have to do a part two on this one. 100%. Um, but what are some quick takeaways? What are, what are your noble truths for our listener, um, our listeners this week? Uh make sure that when you are thinking about ways to communicate assertiveness is always the best way to go we talked about being clear we talked about being concise we talked about um being very compassionate uh, what was the other fourth one that was, I it, was it you said concise clear compassion and not consistent there's something was it consistent oh, was consistent it? consistent yeah. okay so oh, yeah con- consistent and that also breeds with confidence yeah. right i yeah. think so there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of c's, a lot of c's right? right the right. five so there, c's yeah the five c's it keeps growing y'all that's right. how that's how important it is yeah. you know yeah um and the other thing i just want to say like with assertiveness is really ground yourself around like fear like mm-hmm. the reasons why aggressiveness kicks in when we communicate the reason why passiveness kicks in passive aggressive it's usually fear right if you're feeling that try to understand that when trying to communicate right and i would say too you know when you think about again being assertive you want to make sure that you are being compassionate you know more than anything you're taking care you're thinking about the other person when you're communicating again when you're being aggressive you don't care what the other person how the other person receives it if you want to be a good communicator it's always about how someone's going to receive your message so as an assertive speaker remember it's always about not just your message because that's important too but the other half of that is how's the person going to receive it so you want to make sure that you are speaking in a way that conveys care to the speaker i mean to, uh, to the listener you know so always remember that you want them to feel cared for in what you're saying you can be direct be very direct you know say be explicit in how you feel or what your thoughts are but you don't have to do that in a way that's going to injure the person that you're speaking to that's what you want to be able to do but again yeah we're gonna have to come back and do a part two to this one because this is way too much way too much information here to cover you know so 100% way too much so anyway guys um this has been a great topic 
I love talking about it. I love the work that we're doing with our clients around this. Dr. John, real quick, how can everybody find you? Uh, feel free to find me at www.rccmaryland.com. Look up Dr. John Hart. Easy as social media. There's, you know, um, there's a lot going on, but you can definitely find us, me and Brother Reek, at www.kingsoftheheart.com. It's on. It's popping. We're doing great work. We're hoping to have more uh, speaking engagements. We're working on that. Yeah. Y'all stay tuned for that. Please. We'll keep Brother you guys Rick, in where, the loop. Where, Definitely. Where can we find you? Like you said, you can find us at kingsoftheheart.com. You can also find me at tyrikomarywalton.com or viewsandvibes.com on all social media platforms at tyrikomari or tyrikomari walton. You can find us everywhere you look. Anyway, guys, we got to wrap it up. You guys have a fantastic week, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.